welcome back. Rambler Project Podcast. Today we're going to be doing a little mini episode with Matt Davidge, Matt Revita, myself, Dan. Hold on, I'm just trying to fix my headphone right here. <laughs> trying to control, do a serious control. control your breathing. But yeah, we're going to have a... <laughs> Can you hear it? No. It's probably good that we're kind of laughing like this anyways, because having a bit serious topic talking about today of suicide and kind of suicidal thoughts and... I don't know, being in that space and being trapped and, um, you know, how to more or less take one step forward and try and crawl out. But uh, Matt's got a really good story to share. And Yeah. Um, so I just wanted to talk about my experience with um, suicide and suicidal ideology. I feel like it's something that I've always kind of struggled with. Even when I was younger, I remember coming home from school and like being bullied or whatever and being like, this is the day I'm doing it. And I'd be like in grade seven or whatever and like, but in t- March 2020, I was like, um, I was thinking about it the other day because I had a candid conversation with a friend on FaceTime and we talked about um, her experience with suicide and I, ta- I shared mine. It was the first time I've shared with her about it. And um, yeah, I just realized like, not only am I in such a better space now, like I I can't even get my brain to think as de- as dark as I was in that moment. Like... And I was listening, I was driving to work and I was listening to um, a B.B. King album from 1979 and I was like thinking to myself, like, this is something I would have never heard. This is this album I w- I've never heard before. It's the first time I've heard it. And this is something I would have never heard. And like, I thought about all the cool concerts I'm going to go see this summer and like all the opportunities you can go to see your like your favorite artists. Like, and just like all those small moments of like joy and happiness that I would have missed out on, not only like thinking about my loved ones and my friends and family, like their response to that, if I actually went through with it. But, um, yeah, I remember I was like in a really dark spot and I was like in my car and I was debating on like driving and and trying to drive off a bridge. And I called my friend and we were crying on the phone and she was crying and I was crying and like, um, yeah, I just immediately thought of my mom and I thought about like her having to like do that and having to like, pick up all the pieces after that and like that's what got me to obviously not do it and I think like and the last episode we talked about therapy and that's what pushed me to see therapy again because I was in that call and that's the first thing I said to them is like I'm struggling with suicidal thoughts and I don't really know what to do because I've never this is the closest that I felt like I came and I was like really, really scared by that. Like that really, really scared me. And, um, yeah, we just did like a bunch of sessions and, and like I did, I've done probably like 20, 22 sessions over the past two years of therapy and with different people. And, um, yeah, for me to think about that now, it's like crazy to me. Cause I don't even, I have no, no desire or, or no sadness tied that way. And I'm like excited for my life day to day. And I'm like looking forward to a lot of things in my life. And, um, it just makes me really sad that like there's other people out there that are feeling this and it does truly get better and it, it takes time, but you have to put the work in because if I didn't make those calls to my friends and, and to um, therapy and I didn't show up to those sessions week after week and month after month, like I don't know if I would be in the same mental space as I am now. So, yeah. Yeah. That's like me the first time I heard that. That's, Wow, that's a lot, man. For yeah. living together, I was like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's uh, yeah, and it's something that like 
is a hard topic to talk about in general, but like I've been pretty candid with my friends and family um, talking about it, especially like my friends and my Sioux boys, you know who they are. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, man, like I think I'm, I talk about it a lot more because I think about somebody who's maybe gone through the same thing because you never know, right? Like it doesn't have a face and it doesn't have a, a type of person. It doesn't discriminate. It's, it's everybody and anyone. Yeah. And I think the more people talk about it and, and actually share their, how dark that time was, more people are willing to, to reach out and, and maybe share their story and maybe share where they were when that happened to them, you know, or a loved one or family member that they actually lost due to suicide, which is super hard. I think it's a crazy thing too. Cause like someone like yourself who had suicidal ideations and someone like myself who attempted suicide is like, that's what like, what really is just so surreal and crazy because when you look at someone, you may not think that there's someone who's actually yeah. went through those dark times or actually try that or have those ideas in your head. And it really puts in perspective of what's been going on in the last few years and how, you know, overdoses and suicides and things like that are, have been prevailing because of the circumstances that, that, you know, that we've been through and people come go through these dark times. And that's why it's just like learning to have these educational or informative discussions because, if you don't talk about these things and how are you going to know that someone's actually going through them and like, thank yeah. you again for like yeah. feeling comfortable and even sharing that story because someone who's been through that and was scared to talk about it for a few years as well is that like, yeah. it's very, um, it hits home. You know what I mean? It's, it's, yeah. it's something that's your own personal story and your own narrative. And sometimes you can't control that when you share it, like you are just now. And some people could judge you or say they want about you or, or have their own, you know, makeup of the situation, but it's important that, you know, you want to take control of this yourself and share your own story and you're confident in it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, it was like directly related to the pandemic, which was tough because I was finishing school and I came off these really cool freelance touring gigs and I moved back to Fergus with my mom, which like is, you know, whatever, like, but I was moving back into the household that I was like dealing with a lot of trauma in. And it was just like, a perfect storm for me and like it makes a lot of sense why I was there and I wasn't like getting a ton of sunlight I wasn't like eating great I was just sleeping a lot and like it was a lot of just kind of a lot of things that kind of led to that and um you know I got over a relationship and things were tough that way and um yeah I really just felt like I had I didn't know what to do and I remember calling my friend at like 3 30 in the morning and like she answered and um yeah she was with a friend and I feel bad that I called her in that moment and like I obviously ruined her night, but like we can talk about that now. And, and, um, she is glad I called her because again, like I was like, who's the first person I know is going to answer. I knew my friend, you know, worked evenings and would be up the same time that I was up. And, um, but yeah, I don't know what would happen if I didn't call. I don't, I don't think I would have done it, but also at the same time, like I can't even remember, like I can't picture myself being in that situation again you know like I can't it's hard to bring yourself back to where you were and I know you can relate to that too Matt like when you're in that certain mindset like it's so far from where you are day to day as far as like being sad and just general sadness it's it's almost like like I said it scared me that I got that that depressed and like that sad but again it just shows you that like it's possible and like it happens right and I'm and you sharing this 
I, I didn't have an opportunity to say it earlier, but that's it's super powerful in itself. Like even though you're opening up to us for the first time about it and other people, and we talk about suicide awareness because it's so vast. Like it stems from you know you get a youth like as young as like was like five six years old sometimes we try and yeah, commit suicide crazy, um all the way up to like your senior years right so and these are all because of different circumstances they're because of like different headspaces that people find themselves in where um you know that's that's the option like that's the pain that they're in and that's what's leading it to right and i think it's obviously a lot of people still don't understand it and they say I just don't get it. Um, yeah. And they say like, oh, that's so selfish. How could you leave your family, your girlfriend, your children, your whatever behind? Yeah. But I think what everybody may need is just more education on it, more stories that are shared because well, like, as you just said, is you get to a state where you're so cloudy that you didn't take any of those things into consideration because... Yeah, until the next morning, like I woke up the next morning and I was like, well, obviously, like I would, I didn't want to do this and this is not something that I... I, um, I woke up the next morning, I would remember feeling like, fuck, that was like crazy that I was there mentally and not only like my mom thinking about the next day thinking about okay what if my mom had to see this or what if my mom had to deal with this and my sister had to fly down and like all these things and like my friends from the Sioux come to my funeral like that's the stuff that I pictured the next day and like that's what pushed me to see therapy but again like things get better and things will get better and like if like at bare minimum there we have so much life to live and you know there there might be a few years or, or 10 years or, or even 15 years where you're struggling and where you could live the next 40 thriving and like for me it was always like I remember somebody said to me why not try right like if you're struggling and you don't know what your future looks like and you don't know what the next 40 years you can't picture yourself in the next 40 years like mm -hmm. why not try to live the life you want right like just try because you're gonna regardless if you want to be or not you're gonna age you're gonna get older and you're gonna progress through your life and things are gonna change but i remember that stuck home with me for sure like my friend um my friend said that to me she said like just like why not just try to make the life you want and, like if you give up you you're you're 100 percent like giving yourself the opportunity not to have any happiness and any joy and any anything left in your life so might not see each other yeah damn but yeah <laughs> no I, I agree and like I don't want to obviously end the conversation there because I feel like there's still a lot to say that's why I kind of looked at each other there but and going back like you said like would you say it was more of a fear base that you reached out for help, like fear based because you said your family and all that perspective came in or was the reach out because you were in so much pain? Like, cause you kind of explained two different things. Like you said, the one you woke up the morning next to you were scared. You're almost scared of like, you got to that space or are you yeah, generally it was more like that because reach out cause you're in pain. Yeah. For me, it was like, I don't know. There was nothing that I, like, other than just like sadness, there was nothing that I was like, you know, should be depressed about in my life. Right. Like I was, you know, I was fine, but, um, like from the outside looking in, but from the inside, I felt like my life was going nowhere. Like the pandemic, it obviously this is March, 2020. Nobody could have predicted it would have, it's gone as long as it has. And it's affected so many people, but I was one of those people that was like very, very much in that dark space. And, um, I reached out because I wanted to figure out why I got as low as I did. Like for me, 
why, like, what can I do to not get that low again? Basically was why I reached out. Yeah. And I was able to find help. Yeah. So. And I think that's, that's great too, because you, what we talked about last podcast was finding out what support looks like. And for you specifically, it was like, you started, would you say you like dissected how you got to that or just dissected or found out new ways to, to help yourself before you get to that point? Yeah, and it was like, just what was like, the main focus? Was it like it going was, back or going forwards, kind of? Well, it was a little bit of like background in of like why, why mentally did I feel like I was a fucking piece of shit and whatever, right? And then like obviously you're gonna dive into childhood stuff through that, and um, just like slowly breaking down like the self esteem. If you feel like you're not good enough, you feel like why should you be alive, right? So it's like, you got to figure out the not good enough first, and then it's going to fix the ripple, you know? But the ripple is, can be a bajillion things. It can be addiction. It can be, it can be abuse. It can be, like, finding relationships that are just, like, toxic to you and finding friends and, like, doing destructive behavior. But, like, the root of the problem is, like, self-esteem and not feeling good enough. And, like, this is feelings that a lot of people can relate with. And I think that's why I wanted to share my stories because, like, that's what the root was and I have been working through the problem and it's something that I'm going to work through forever, but it was all childhood based, right? And it's conversations that I've had with my mom even now. It's like, um, yeah, just like growing older and realizing like how much different my life, like I perceive my life a lot differently than it was growing up and like my mom played a different role than I thought she did in my life. And, a more positive role, I should say. Um, yeah, and it's just like it's all tied to like my relationship with my dad, and like that's where those feelings come from. But those feelings can spark feelings of suicide and and not wanting to be alive. And because I don't feel good enough and I don't feel like I belong or I don't feel like anybody gives a shit about me, when in reality, like that's that's not true. So. I think the biggest thing too is the uh, the, um, the breakdown that you had kind of, you know, it sparked you to get therapy, but I hope that also too, like the fact that you thinking of how your family and friends would be if you didn't live, isn't the reason why you want to live anymore. Like I, I think for my, for my, for my own personal uh, example was that like when I was in the hospital, I had, I had to have that perspective that I need to want to live for myself not only reason why I want to live is because others are going to be in pain if you weren't here. And I think that was a really eye-opening concept because like what you're saying now is the effects of you saying that, oh, I get to go to these concerts and, oh, I get to experience all this great life and, oh, you never know what could happen in my life. So in the next 30, 40 years, why not live the best life that I want? But you want to need, you need to have, want to ha- have that. Yeah. Like you can't just, yeah, you, you know what I mean? Like That's you can't point. just want to live because of, what it could do to your mom, what it could do to your sister, what it could do to your friends in the through St. Marie, right? And that was like my biggest thing was that like, I was like, holy shit, like I'm 14 years old and I try to kill myself. Like, what am I doing? Yeah. Like, yeah, and like my always answer, like, oh, my parents, I didn't want to burden them and things like that. But it's like, I want to live. But I mean, I want to go play back because like, I was this 14 year old me. I want to go to the NBA. I want to play sports. I want to have fun with my friends. Like, what was clouding my head judgment so much that I couldn't see that? And I think that's the important concept for people who are 
who are going through stuff, right? Like going to therapy. Yes, that's, that's important. And first, like you said, the initial thought was the because I don't want to affect my f- family and friends. But I hope that going through therapy, you finally found your purpose in life or if you're on the way to find a purpose in life and that you want to live for yourself. I think that's, an, to me, that's just an important concept, right? Yeah, and I think I, I have within the last, you know, year, year and a half, but initially, like, what kept me was, through that journey I found like you know confidence and solace in finding like the life that I want to live and and finding truth within myself that way so like initially it was like all emotion based but now it's like all like growth based and like I just think about like and that's what keeps me like positive even in present day is like thinking about the life that I can live and I want to live for myself and, and doing things for myself and yeah I think that's I think that's important, right? Yeah, that's a good point. I'm glad you brought that up actually, because I was I I think you worried that because that's the one thing people say is like always people always say like oh well what would your parents say it's, it's like so well, inf- it's you have no idea we- it's so infuriating for someone who's been through that myself it's so infuriating when the initial response and I don't blame people because it's how we're programmed for sure, for sure. but like when you your if your only like, response said that before. yeah but it's fine I mean it's we're all I'm not like I'm not gonna hate people for that but like, it's infuriating because it's like what about what I want. I'm the one who try to kill myself. Why? Why is your? Why is our thought process not? Why does this affect you? Or why do you want to die? Or why do you not want to live? Not how? I mean, how does this not affect you? Why is it always the first thought? How does it affect your family? Like you know what I mean? Especially older generations. Like I'm talking about like our grandparents. Oh, how is your mom and dad gonna survive without you? Fuck! How am I gonna survive without myself? Yeah, yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I I need to want to survive. I need to want to live myself. Like, let me focus on that. Then I'll worry about my friends and family. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like, I I definitely wasn't thinking about any of that in the moment. I was definitely just thinking about like like just not to just live any more sadness. I was just like fucking yeah. so over it and just like willing to do whatever it, it took a couple of times and like. I didn't have that confidence that you have in that moment, Matt, is of like wanting to live for me. I wanted to like, I was very much uncertain. I was very much like super confused about where my life was. And it's like, it took me a couple of years to like figure that out and be like, and I'm still constantly questioning that. But I think it's like, it's interesting because, you know, like if, yeah, it's just, it's uh yeah, it's interesting because it's like yeah. I was just in a, a very different mindset and like I couldn't I couldn't want to live for anybody even if they wanted me to. No, but I mean like sorry, like I guess like the way I worded it, like that, I was in the same book. I didn't want to live for anyone or myself at that time. But what I'm saying there, like the outcome of like you going to therapy, like yes, you, like, you're going to therapy because, you know, you thought that what could happen to my family. But I'm hoping that like when you're finished with therapy or through the process of the therapy, you learn that you need to live for Matt. And I wanted to live yeah, for that, and that's what I had and to that's, figure out. And that's right? what I I did come to. And that's what it's that's that's yeah. what it, that's what it's all about, right? Mm-hmm. Like fuck what other people think or how it's gonna affect <laughs> yeah. them. You know what I mean? Like honestly, I guess it sounds so rude, but it's like we can't have on one end of the spectrum people say focus on your own mental health, focus on yourself, worry about you, get better for yourself, you know. And then when you actually try and do that, people are like, oh well, why didn't you why aren't you doing this for someone else? Or how's that gonna make them feel? Like no, yeah. like you know what I mean. Like, Which is I, right, because people say first every single you're, time. You're telling me to focus yeah. on myself, so I'm trying to, and now you're offended because I'm not thinking about the repercussions for you, 
or I'm not thinking how it's going to affect yeah. your life. Yeah. And that's not what you just told me five months ago. You told me to focus on myself, right? Yeah. But that's a whole other story. Like, yeah, it's interesting, man. Like, and I, uh, yeah, I just like, I even remember like those conversations I had with my friend that night. Like she didn't even, she didn't bring up anything about my family. Like it was more just like, why would you like, what's making you feel that way? And I didn't even tell my mom like the next day, like I just literally made a phone call to my doctor. And then I was just like, I need to see therapy and I need to speak to a nurse practitioner and, and do a, an inflow session. And like, she's like, okay, like, what are you struggling with? And I'm like, I literally, I, like every day I want to die. So I was like, yeah. And like, obviously I'm not there now, but it's just like, it's tough to think about that. And like, I, the sobering thought was thinking about my, my friend's family yeah. and parents and, and the life that I could live, but the, the reality of those moments, you don't think about anything you think. Yeah, tunnel vision for sure. hundred percent. Right? Whereas then therapy helps to kind of expand the tunnel vision and yeah. opening up perspective. Yeah. And therapy helps like figure out why you even feel that way to begin with. Yeah. Right. I wouldn't say therapy, like hundred percent also like start what Matt said, like finding ways to live for yourself and questioning maybe therapy is just like the, like the way to accomplish that. But I'm sure there's other ways people have found, yeah. let's say purpose or therapy yeah. or um, something that brings joy to their life. Right. But, I mean, yeah. sometimes it starts from the beginning, like living for yourself. Yeah. No, like, and obviously the, the, why we're having this conversation too is the reality is there's tons of people, tons, like I even can put a number, like millions that are in the headspace of suicide. Um, whether they've attempted before, whether they've just thought it, like even myself, like I've had low days where I've just imagined like what would happen if I just let my truck drift off to their lane. Like, you know what I mean? Like, just yeah. like, and um, now what would you be your advice for those people in that low spot? Like, looking back to even you, like, yes, you only speak on behalf of yourself. Yeah. What would be the advice for Matt at that, that night or even the night leading up to that night? Like what would be your advice for 2020 Matt? Like genuinely though, like as corny as it is, it just gets better. Like it, you have to want it to be better for it to get better. Yeah. You know, but it's tough. It's tough to think about like one piece of advice to give them because like hindsight's twenty twenty, right? Yeah, yeah. It it makes a lot of sense, like, for me to live. Like, it's hard. It's really hard for me to think about those feelings now because I think about how much joy I have from my current day life. But in those moments, I had nothing that was. Yeah, nothing that I was like stoked on, and I was like doing, and like, I was really just like you said in a tunnel vision, and like, again, just trust that it gets better, and like please reach out, right? Like reach out to people, friends, family, whether that be therapy, if you need to, like it doesn't have to be therapy, like any resources you find solace in, reach out and like try to do things that, that can start to light that, that fire again, you know? Yeah. But That's amazing. Thank you so much for sharing yeah. that. Like I know, yeah. obviously you brought it up, you wanted to get it no off problem. your chest, so. Anyone else want to share? No, I think it's so cliche, but like you said, just think about whether it's a stranger, friend, or family, reach out. I mean, if you know there's anyone who you think would want to listen and hear your story, just reach out to them and try and get yourself in the right direction that needs to be to try and live for yourself and get on a better track. Yeah. And thanks again for sharing. Of course.